Hlu, Kai, Hlu, Hedran, Hlu. To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Thank you, everybody, for listening to What's This Dow About? My name is Todd Perry, and I'm here with the great Dr. Carl Totten, C. Joe, as I refer to him. And, uh, you know, we can't tell you guys listening, but we figured out what this Dow was all about uh, right before we started recording this. <laughs> I jokingly told Carl, I said, now that we know what this Dow is all about, we can charge people. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna become billionaires. We're, we're, we should become the, uh, what, what do they call it? The, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Attention was just grabbed by a massive plane. <laughs> um, but you know what they call oh the prosperity gospel people? No, they they take all the money from people, saying the more money you give me, you'll be blessed. <laughs> we gotta we we gotta figure out how to do that for the Dow and become billionaires. Nobody else is doing it. We gotta get right out there, like. This is the yin and yang of money or something. We'll just really sell it out. But remember, the, uh, uh, a true Taoist gains by, by losing, right? Oh, oh well. <laughs> by letting go, <laughs> by uh. doing less, <laughs> and by knowing when you have enough. <laughs> but a true capitalist sees an opportunity. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the show. And on today's show, we're going to discuss... Oh, here's my notes. What do we got? Uh, here's my notes. Um... In my phone, we're going to discuss the concept of poo, and uh, we're also going to go over to chapter <coughs> 57 of the Tao Te Ching. And now, uh, I'm going to start off here with just with some basic questions. Now, I guess uh, you can enlighten me here on this, Carl. Uh, there are two different types of Taoism, right? There's philosophical Taoism, which is, I think, kind of how we are discussing things. And I guess there's monastic Taoism or something that's a little mm-hmm. more of a prescribed set of rules yes. or... Yes. Now, who knows how many types of Taoism there really are, yeah. but there certainly is a kind of a pure philosophical Taoism. There is a, a monastic type of Taoism. And then there's a type of uh, almost like folk religious type of Taoism that many of the... Uh, just the people and villages and uh, towns uh, tend to practice. And by the like way... they pagan, almost. Yeah. Well, they, they tend to actually... I, I remember my teacher from China, he said that... Uh, uh, Taoist uh, honor honor uh, all, all spirits, and so in in a lot of Taoist homes, you'll see statues of oh yeah, you'll have uh, you know Yin and Yang, and you'll have uh, Lao Tzu, but the Buddha will be there. Uh, there might even be a picture of Jesus Christ, Confucius. You know, yeah. you know, he says no honor all the spirits. You don't want to offend any of them. Right. <laughs> We're gonna hedge your bets. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's so a Pascal's it, wager, right? Wasn't yeah. that the- well, any any beings that are have, have, they're enlightened that have 
awakened, yeah. uh, there's no reason not to listen to, to any of them. Right. right, yeah. You know, regardless of what we are, call ourselves. But certainly in the monasteries, that's where, you know, you would have more of the, you know, restrictions in terms of, you know, diet and uh, food and celibacy and, you know, the things that one could and could not do. And often that was for uh, a purpose. Um, you know, people who grew up in monasteries, you know, they were trying to, maybe they're going to be in there for 10, 20, 30, you know, who knows how many years. Mm-hmm. See, they were trying to attain or achieve something unique to that environment. And eating heavier foods uh, tended to get them, you know, more, you know, in their bodies and more concerned with you know, daily activities, whereas if they ate lighter foods, if they were celibate, if they had really a lack of attachment to a lot of these kind of material, heavier, denser things, then their consciousness could then really be at a, at a more elevated uh, stage, stage or, yeah. where they were able to achieve some of the monastic goals that they had, which was to not be be part of the world. They were not part of the world. Right. You know, they were up at the top of a mountain, and they rarely went down except to get supplies. Yeah. And so they they might spend most of their days in practice and meditation and uh, reading uh, spiritual material and listening to you know, lectures about that, they were trying to cultivate a particular type of consciousness that was unique. So now, that's different than you and I. So that Well, the, we're not living in a monastery at the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. We have to live down here in the world. And so there was another type of Taoist who understood, many, you know, who read the Tao Te Ching and understood and the, and the I Ching and understood a lot of the, you know, the teachings of the Tao, but they had to make it work in the practical world. My teacher, again, who spent all those years training in a Taoist monastery at the top of a mountain in China, uh-huh. when he came here, many of those things, he let those, those dietary and other restrictions, he let go of. He, uh, he started eating meat, uh, except for fish. Uh, and not because fish wasn't good, uh, because he happened to be allergic to fish, so he oh, okay. couldn't eat it. Yeah. But he would certainly buy it for us if we went out to eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at banquets and things. He uh, he got married. He fathered a child. Uh, you know, he 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 became a man of the world, right? As opposed to a man of the monastery, because he had different needs, wants, and desires, and was coming at it from a different perspective. Therefore, the practice was different. Yes, I like that idea that the practice it's it's not there's two. Different things. There's one way in which people that are adhering to a religion are, like they, in Christianity, they say like cafeteria Catholic, right? <laughs> like, I'll take this part and I'll take this part, but I won't take this part. Right. Because that's kind of a rigid doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, these are the words and this is what things are going to do. And right. the Tao is... The Tao is a bit different because the Tao is about change and about adapting exactly. and about evolving. Exactly. Therefore, it would almost be... Uh, your your diet and your behaviors would are not not so much that hey this is just how I want to live my life but it's how those behaviors work to enrich your your Tao cultivation or yes. your you know how how you're yes. growing in life. The important thing, of course, is no matter where you are, is your life in balance. Right. You know, uh, we all have to eat to live. But how much? Mm-hmm. You know, there are there are people with uh, disorders who eat 
way too much and yeah. their body and life suffers from that. There are other people who have eating disorders who barely eat anything mm-hmm. or who binge and purge. Right? right? These are psychological disorders, very unhealthy. Yeah, wildly life, out of balance. Wildly yeah. out of balance, life-threatening, in, in fact. Um, alcohol. Uh, you know, we know that uh, if you take a little drink of, uh, you know, red wine or something in the evening, it's actually good for your cardiovascular system. Right. You know, it's yeah. good for your heart. You know, my, my, my dear mother, who's now 101 years of age, wow. <laughs> you know, you know what her doctor tells her to do? Whatever you're doing, keep doing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and so, you know, she eats what she loves, you know, and she might have a, you know, a little jigger of brandy in the evening there we you know go. which is great for her blood circulation and her and her blood vessels and uh, you know she'll, she'll probably outlive her doctors right. yeah. <laughs> and so learning how to be in harmony with your own inner guidance your own inner wisdom your own inner balance is really what this Tao is all about yeah. in terms of how do you live your life. And if, you have, if you're adhering to too many external rules and regulations, which may have nothing to do with your particular needs, then you are out of balance. And just because you read in a book that, oh, this food or this mineral or this thing is supposed to be good for me, no, it means that for the, quote, average person, it probably ha- might have some value statistically. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's going to do anything for you. You might be allergic to it. It might actually be a poison for you. Right. So each individual has to find what is in you in harmony with your nature. That's what you're supposed to be eating. That's what you're supposed to be drinking. That's what, how you're supposed to be living. Because now you are kind of you know, playing to your own tune mm-hmm. and, and understanding that your needs can change. Oh, because yeah. life is changing, and what you needed when you were five may be different now that you're 35. You know, <laughs> or, hopefully you've changed a bit. Oh yeah, or like just as a 38 year old man, I used to be. You know, when I was, tw- you know, 28, I could sit and have five beers <laughs> and feel fine the next day. Now, oh my lord, there is no chance. I, just going like watch hang out with a buddy the other day at, at the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, and I can't I, I can't <laughs> I love this, I love hot wings. I can't do it. I can't it destroys me. I can't sit and have beer and chicken wings anymore because I did if I have four beers the next I will feel terrible. It used to be Used to be the hungover, the hangover ended at ten. Then it ended at noon. Then it ended at two, and then it just did it. End. So I had to go. Oh, yeah. Man. Remember, a Dallas knows when he's had enough. Yes. Uh, you know, you might get by with one or two, but not five. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, and so being in touch with our our needs and as they evolve and grow and change is crucial. Yeah. You know, to being in balance in your life. Yeah. And if we, because of habit, don't adapt and adjust, you know, what happens to organisms in life that don't adapt and adjust? They go eh, away. They become extinct sooner or later. Yes. <laughs> and so you're essentially doing yourself in. Yeah. You know, it's a kind of like slow suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and I see a lot, as a psychologist, I see a lot of people whose behaviors are essentially slow suicide 
mm-hmm. their what their 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 way of thinking, their way of feeling, their way of behaving, their way of communicating, their ways of relating to themselves and others is not in harmony with where they are at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they they've been conditioned to think and behave and feel a certain way. They've lost their freedom. Mm-hmm. They've lost their freedom and their yeah. ability to be responsive in the moment to that ongoing adaptive change, change. that is the essence of life. Right. It's the essence of life. Yeah. That's what life is. It's, what's this? it's being fully present in the moment and adapting to change moment by moment in harmony with the ongoing flow of existence. That's what this Tao is all about. Yeah. We got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lao Tzu, we understand. <laughs> but it's, it's about many things. What's This Tao All About is recorded at the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Check out the Institute.com. See their schedule of classes, including Taoist meditation, Kung Fu, and Qigong. That's Institute.com. You, you had this great, you, you, you've brought to my attention, I knew, I knew a bit about this, but uh, something we haven't gotten to on the show yet, and that is the concept of poo. Hmm. Um, which is, I guess they call it the uncarved block, is kind of how it translates in, uh, to English. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it really has to do with simplicity. You know, all things in nature have their way. Um, we don't have to change nature in order to react and, be, and respond to it. We, we, you know, now we try here, particularly in the West, right? You know, we, we, we want to, we, our, our ethos is that, you know, man is here to dominate, manipulate, and control nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, what has that led to? <laughs> yes. What is the current state the, of the ecology of much of this world? <laughs> it's 100 degrees in mid-October. That's what it's led to. Uh, what's happening to the ice caps? You know, what's happening to the forest? What's happening to the ecosphere? And the species what's happening that are to going the, away. <laughs> what's happening to the, the ozone levels? And on and on and on and on and on. You see, it, it's led to disaster. See, now we're in danger of, again, what happens when you don't adapt to change? Extinction, right? Wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and apparently there have been, you know, several mass extinctions over the last few million years. You know, we could be right. setting ourselves up for another one oh, if yeah. we're not careful. And so learning how to, through non-attachment, b- knowing when you've had enough, knowing how to be in harmony with the flow of nature around you, understanding that it's going to go through seasons. Mm -hmm. It has to in order to attain balance. If things only kept going up, 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 pretty soon, it dissipates. Right. Just like if things only go down, 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 pretty soon they explode. explode. (laughs) See, so we have things dissipating and exploding, dissipating and exploding all which comes from an attachment to extremes and not allowing things to fulfill their own natural 
inherent rhythm, yeah. their own natural balance. And so this concept is, and I think this is where meditation comes in, by the way. Mm. <laughs> if you never slow down and just pause and listen to your body and just watch it, how are you ever going to know what its deeper needs really are? Mm. See, it's, it's easy to get seduced into a trance and just follow a sa- the same pattern day in, day out, and not adapt and adjust to two things. One, the external changes, which are happening moment by moment, and two, your own internal, internal. changes. And then trying to harmonize those two things, what's inside intrinsic and what's outside extrinsic. You might say that's real wisdom, under, mm-hmm. understanding that about yourself, about the world, understanding oneself, understanding others, and then understanding how to modulate that intrinsic balance. That is a skill that comes to those who have awakened, and, which, of course, is the goal of meditation, yeah. to awaken. Now, how does that relate to, uh, to poo? That is poo. <laughs> oh, okay. That All is right. Poo. You know. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, there we go. That's it. You know? Okay. Yeah. We, 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 if we allow things to just find and follow their own inner nature, the simplicity, mm-hmm. you know, without trying to impose uh, order, external or- order, or rules, or rituals, or things that we, or someone, someone, often not even us, thinks is correct, then we accept things as they are and move in harmony with them as as something that's not it's not an effort it takes no it take it's not a strain to just allow yourself and other things to exist in their natural state it's like letting things exist in their natural state the the uncarved block if you will that that, that is the action and nature of the dao and you wind up going back to your original nature right the action of the dao is to return. Right, to return, yeah. To return. Because as you know, it's very easy to get away from your own inner yeah. nature. You yeah. know, you're constantly being seduced to do that by external factors and by your own thoughts. Now, now what's the difference? Now, this, this, is, a, this is a tough line right here. This is kind of throwing <laughs> me off a little bit. Okay, so we have things in their original nature, right? And then we have the importance that the Tao places on change mm-hmm. how do we square that circle how do we it, it is in the original nature of things to change yeah. <laughs> that was the simplest way you could have possibly that that is our original so, nature so right? maybe we just looked at the yin and the yang of the same thing yeah, right? in the end, it's the same yeah, thing. It's the we're same just, thing. We're looking at the rear of the elephant <laughs> and the, t- the the trunk of the <laughs> elephant simultaneously. Exactly, exactly. You know, it, it, there's a time that you're supposed to wake up. There's a time you're supposed to go back to sleep, right? Right. <laughs> and you can't just be a, attached to just going to sleep or just waking up, right. right? You can't stay up all the time, right? And you but not to sleep all the time either, right? But they're both unnatural, and they're both out of harmony with the nature of the Tao, which is things are always changing, but and this is important, things are changing according to a certain order. Mm. It's not just total chaotic change. 
following, having no rhyme or reason, you know, e e like I said, every day the sun rises so far, right? The yeah. sun rises. Who knows? We might be able to put that out. It crests there, right? Yeah. And then it falls, right? Yeah. You know, the world is spinning, right? And, and there are cycles that are happening naturally, naturally. See, so that, see, see you might say that this cycle is not changing. Mm hmm that's what's not changing. Mm -hmm. The fact that change is constantly happening. Change, constant. Change, constant. Isn't right. that interesting? It's like, try, it's, like that, <laughs> it's like the play of matter and energy, right? How in the end, they're, they're actually the same thing. Right. But we see them manifest right. in and, different ways. Right. And when you take energy and then coalesce it, yeah. freeze it, see, then it takes it's on matter. shape and matter and form, right? Yeah. But then when you... If you actually look at it more closely, you actually will see that it's really just atoms, you know, and, and the electrons, protons, neutrons, you know, they're just kind of spinning around each other. Right. Right. And, and so, so, so which is it? Is it one? Is it the other? Is it both? Or does it matter? What really matters is how you are approaching it, mm. how you are perceiving it, how you are apperceiving it, and, and, and how in, in your own experiential capacity are you free enough to be able to experience reality from all domains and dimensions or are you stuck in one place hmm. do you have a vested interest in only perceiving things one way yeah many people do yeah it's like the bread and butter battle book by dr seuss some people <laughs> like their butter butter side uh, you know side up <laughs> some like it side down and they will fight <laughs> right it's like your hand you know look at your hand you know you have a palm or surface right and look at the back of your hand oh you've got another surface right mm -hmm. well d w which side do you uh want to give up and not ever use again <laughs> right. you know you need your whole hand right but sometimes uh, this part of the hand serves sometimes that part of the hand serves right, right. it's it's all one hand though and so if we get into these distinctions of this versus that and think that they have nothing to do with each other, yin and yang, they are totally separate uh, entities, see, then we lose the fullness and wholeness of the function and it becomes an absurd concept. Well, it's so, It doesn't work. So it's like, you know, there's uh, peanut butter in my chocolate. Oh, wait, there's <laughs> chocolate in my peanut butter. No, no, no. It's a Reese's, right? <laughs> So we but, yeah. but but and in order to understand the Reese's, we have to understand the peanut butter. You know, the, and and the chocolate. Yes, you know, there's a concept in um, uh, deeper studies of within the Tao, uh, and many other traditions too, of uh, internal alchemy. Okay. And the advanced meditation really is about taking different aspects of our body and our energy and our consciousness mixing them together in a particular way, which then allows us to perceive and function at a higher level. Right. Uh, so the sum, of the, the sum of the parts. So yes. It, it's like the Beatles, right? I'm on the metaphor train the last couple of minutes. <laughs> but, you know, you have all these individually great people, and together they make something that, that's, that's phenomenal. That's really special. And it's alchemy, yes. that interesting balance of those things. Yes. Where certain things, you could take four other guys that are all great individually and put them in a room and make something awful. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But it's so, that alchemy, it's that magic juice yeah. you and, know and that is truly magic when mm -hmm. you're able to do that yeah you know the chinese talk about uh essence you know which is kind of what you're born with 
mm. right? And then energy, right? We're born with some energy, but we get energy from our environment, from each other, from food, you know, from air, you know, from a lot of things. It's like the day. Yes, and by the way, from uh, certain practices within uh, meditation or qigong, as the Chinese call it. And then spirit, right? So you take energy and essence and spirit, you know, kind of our higher ways of perceiving and knowing, being able to perceive those things which are not obvious, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you mix all that together and you, bec- you wake up. You become a transformed and transformative human being. Mm. You know, you're, you're really living at your highest possible state of aliveness and awareness yeah. yeah, because you have turned on all of the different aspects of yourself, mixed them together and to create something entirely new. It's, Just like the Tao, which is constantly changing every second, but now because you have fine-tuned yourself, now you can actually exist in harmony with that ongoing flux of constant change coming at that from your highest possible level of integration. So it's like it's, it's self, there's self-actualization and there's self-alchemization, which multiplies the self in some way. Yes, yes. And that takes uh, some training. Yeah. That just doesn't just come uh, naturally to most people. <laughs> yeah. No, that does take some training. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and there's, a pur- there's a purpose for, tr- for training, you know. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, just think, if you want to ride a bike, well, you better train a little bit and learn how to ride that bike or yeah. drive your car or, you know, work with your, uh, your, your, uh, your sound equipment. You know, you know, I'm sure the first time you did that, you, you weren't as skillful as you are today, right? Yes. Because you've practiced and yes. taught yourself. Maybe you've gone and trained and learned some things. I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> what's and we learn from our mistakes, yes. too. Uh, we learn, oh, don't do it that way anymore. That doesn't work as well. And so this ongoing process of discovery, finding out who we are, waking up, uh, getting in one, in harmony and flow with the creative process individually and, and, and then as a community, that's this, this renaissance that I've been talking about that right. we need right now. Because you know, right now, we know the many parts of the world and many people are stuck. They're stuck in old patterns that no longer serve them. No, that don't serve society either. No. No, no, because as remember, as we were talking, I think last last time about Lao Tzu talking about, you know, when 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 you are uh, accentuating your own greater good, you understand that that is part of being one with society, Mm -hmm. the, the good of society. You aren't just selfishly working on what's just good for you. You understand that your well-being is part of the collective well-being. And the, the health of other people, the health of the earth herself, has something to do with contributing to your own personal ability to right. grow and, be, and be, live a sustainable life. And I think this dovetails in nicely to our chapter 57 of the Tao Te Ching. 57, yes. Or is it, yeah, 57? Yes. All oh, right. And here, you know, many of the things of the, of the words that Lao Tzu spoke, it's almost like advice for rulers, for emperors. <laughs> yes. And I, I found that there's, within uh, the Tao, that Lao Tzu's advice for rulers are very kind of libertarian in a certain way. It's very kind of like the, the government shouldn't control people. It should let people, people will find their own natural balance in dealing mm-hmm. with each other if you eliminate laws, restrictions. Yes then people will 
the, 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 the people will kind of the, this laissez-faire, hands-off kind of way of, of, of doing things, and the people will develop that themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a unique perspective. And remember, he wrote, these were, words were written like 2,500 years ago, right. a long yeah. time ago. So this chapter, he starts by saying, rule a nation with justice, wage war with surprise moves, become master of the universe without striving. How do I know that this is so? Because of this. The more laws and restrictions there are, the poorer people become. The sharper men's weapons, the more trouble in the land. The more ingenious and clever men are, the more strange things happen. <laughs> I love that. I don't. I, I want to know. I want to get to the heart of what that means because I think that's that's amazing. The, the more clever was it. The more ingenious people come, the more strange things happen. God, look around. God knows that's true. Well, yeah, it's almost. <laughs> yeah, and and he says the more rules and regulations, the more thieves and robbers. Right. That's true. Therefore, the sage says, "I take no action, and people are reformed." I enjoy peace, and people become honest. I do nothing, and people become rich. I have no desires, and people return to the good and simple life. So the, peop- so the, the job of the ruler is to not kind of get in the people's way. It's to be just and to facilitate justice and then let the people do what they're going to do, and they will find their own harmony. Yes. They will kind of self-harmonize, and, and, good, and good things will come out of that. Yes. I think that's kind of the American idea of kind of limited government to a certain extent, not like, you know, big Soviet oppressive. We, we will manipulate all the people, and the more, again, cleverness ingenuity that is enacted from above the more strange things happen <laughs> you know that you get you get kind of this way that people you know work amongst themselves and create solutions mm-hmm. uh, you know you know i i think that here kind of on brilliant display really are the concepts of wu wei okay effortless action as well as yin and yang as these together as being the essential action of the dao um, you know, contrary to a lot of our modern and even ancient notions of control, manipulation, dominance, a wise Taoist allows others to find their own way, and by embracing nurturance, others become it and receive more. Mm-hmm. Um, restrictive regulations generally create, what, a backlash after a while. Right. <laughs> you try to control someone, you know, they're not going to like that, and yeah. then they're going to hit you back, right? right. <laughs> See, now you've got to struggle. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to struggle, which requires what? Even more repression to try to put that down. Right, right? yeah. Because that... in, in a weird way, by restricting <laughs> it, you empowered it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Leading to more disharmony right. as time goes on. It's like when they say with prohibition, right? Yeah, look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Whammo, back the uh, other way. Look what's happening now with the so-called uh, war on drugs. Right. No, a complete disaster. You're exploding. <laughs> a complete right? disaster. It's created more crime than just letting people just take the drugs ever would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so by letting go and cultivating goodwill, it leads to a nurturance of society where everybody's able to find their own way, meet their own needs, and help each other. Mm-hmm. And help each other because people, at some point, if they if they get in touch with their own nature and then realize through unity consciousness that they're just like everybody else, then what do they want to do? 
They want to help everybody else mm-hmm. because that's helping themselves. You see, it, 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 it's different from, um, I think, some of the libertarian notions in that they think that they, they enshrine selfishness, just doing your own thing and let other people do their own thing but don't necessarily help them. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the difference. So Lao Tzu is saying free people, but in the same way that people should be responsible for each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Have a collective responsibility to, you know, yes. to, to be nurturing and virtuous to each other. We're, we're versus all in the same don't nest. Don't tread on me. <laughs> we're all in the same yeah. nest. Right. Right. And, and everyone in the nest is important. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is suffering in your nest, then that degrades all of us. Right. That degrades life in general, mm-hmm. and so we, by understanding that we're all we're, we're our brother's keeper, so to speak. Right. Uh, not only will we help them, we'll help ourselves. And when we need help, they're going to help us. Too. They're going to help us back. Right. Whereas if you never help someone and you let them just you know fall down and struggle and get hurt, then how do you think they're going to treat you? Right. When you are in that position. See, so enlightened self-interest is much different than (laughs) is much different than just than just self-interest. Well, that's it's like the 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 Ayn Rand idea, where just like if I if I just sit and I work my butt off and I do everything in a in a in a selfish way. Uh, and, and then it, it will benefit others by it trickling down to them or whatever. But we know that that necessarily doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, but it's the idea of having a people that are not repressed, not restricted, and free, but they have to have the day. Yes. They have to have the virtue. Yes. And I don't know whether the virtue, where does the virtue come from? Does the virtue come from an unrestricted people? Or does it, you know what I'm saying? Do you need this other component? Because we've seen societies where rampant self-interest doesn't behoove everyone. We've seen mm-hmm. it where restricted from up top does not behoove everyone, mm-hmm. right? So at what point, like where is, is it the, you know, you need that almost a third way, a third mm-hmm. ingredient, which makes mm-hmm. it all make sense. Right. There, there's, there's an essential balance and a reciprocity you know, see again. That's back to yin and yang. One of the forces of yin and yang is reciprocity, mm-hmm. right? You put energy here, you get some energy back, right. right? If I only put energy into myself and don't give any to you, what am I going to get back from you? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right. And so, remember, we're all part of the same nest, right. right? And so, eventually, you're becoming degraded and dependent and unsustainable is going to affect. The entire nest. Right. You see, sooner or later, it's going to become such a problem that now it may require drastic measures in order to repair. Right. Whereas if we had had this enlightened self-interest all along, where we made sure that, yeah, as, as I took a step forward, I pulled you up, so you took a step forward too. You took a step forward, you helped me up, so I took a step up too. See, that, that's enlightened self-interest, where everyone's everyone's evolving right everyone's getting exactly what they need and has the capacity therefore to share and help others versus a self-interest which is a if you benefit me i will help you right 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 Uh, maybe (laughs) right yeah yeah. and if i don't need you then to heck with you (laughs) right exactly well to heck with this show today (laughs) i'd like to thank dr carl uh c joe 
Uh, thank you so much for having this discussion with me today. I hope people dig it. And you can go and comment on the website at What's This DAO. Uh, well, we're going to have a, a plug right after this in the music that says how you can contact <laughs> us on Twitter. But uh, thank you so much. And also get your uh, reviews up on iTunes, please. If you enjoy the show, uh, the way to pay us back is to hit that, give us a nice five ranking, say what you like, what you don't like about the show, and uh, it'll, it'll bring some people in. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, may the Dow be with you. Bye.